You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Thursday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So we may be at the beginning of April and in the middle of draft season. We have begun the Locked On Titans NFL draft preview. We've talked about the quarterback position. We've talked about the running back position, but we got major Tennessee Titans news this week, and it is time to discuss. The Titans have added another member to the coaching staff, and it is a old school defensive coordinator, longtime defensive coordinator who would be playing an elevated role on the Titans staff. So we are going to talk about who was hired, what kind of role they are going to play for the Titans, and what I think this tells us about the defensive coordinator position and the discussions that were had between head coach Mike Vrabel and general manager John Robinson. So going to dive into that, but we are going to continue the Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview today by talking about the tight end position. So yesterday I had teased that we would dive into wide receivers, but with the big news we have to make sure that we talk about that and wide receiver is such an important and deep position for the Titans. Felt it was best to give that position its own day so we will discuss the wide receivers on Friday's show. Speaking of that, this program is Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content. Not another Titans content creator that will be able to say that. Make sure that you never miss an episode as we continue the NFL Draft Preview by following the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you get your podcast. But with that said, we got to talk about this big addition to the Titans coaching staff and dive into the tight end class in the 2021 NFL Draft on this Thursday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! the hottest topics of the Tennessee Titans offseason has been the defensive coordinator position. The Titans, of course, filled that role officially by promoting Shane Bowen this offseason after all indications point to Shane Bowen basically being the defensive coordinator just without the official title last season. And obviously, last season's defensive results were, I almost said up and down, but pretty much mostly down. And even going further, Mike Vrabel having the say on a defense doesn't really have great results either. His time in Houston as defensive coordinator, they had a terrible defense. And then if you give him any blame for last year's defense, well, those results are obviously negative as well. So it's fair to say that not only Titans fans, but also those in the media have been concerned about the Titans defensive direction and the defensive leadership. Well, we got a little bit of an answer today on that note, and the Titans will be hiring old-time former Tennessee Titans defensive coach Jim Swartz, and they will be hiring him on. His official role will be a senior defensive assistant. So, of course, the background on Swartz, he's had 14 years of experience as a defensive coordinator in the NFL. He had five years of head coaching experience with the Detroit Lions. Of course, eight years of his experience as a defensive coordinator was with the Titans. 
Titans during times with Jeff Fisher. So made a lot of sense that Jim Swartz would come back to the Titans in that old veteran sage role. So it's obvious the Titans tried to hire Dean Pease back out of retirement for this exact role and Pease turned that down and decided to go with Arthur Smith as the actual defensive coordinator in Atlanta. But the Titans were looking to fill that role and Swartz makes sense. His familiarity with the organization also, of course, an experienced guy. The Titans were looking for someone with a wealth of knowledge. So it makes sense from that perspective. But that takes us into to what his role is going to be. Senior defensive assistant, is that just someone who's going to assist with game plans? How much say will Schwartz actually have? Well, Mike Vrabel actually had a quote about the addition, and he said this, we are excited to add Jim to our staff. He has a deep level of football knowledge and has overseen a great deal of success on the defensive side of the ball, so it always is good to add a quality coach to our staff. This role will provide our defensive staff with Jim's experience and perspective perspective in the staff meetings and on the practice field. So will Jim Schwartz have say over play calls at any point in time? Will he have say over the way the game plan is installed? Will he have a say over the philosophy the Titans are going to use any given week on defense? That's what's interesting. So, you know, Mike Vrabel obviously needs to have someone with that experience in the room based on the results that we've seen. And that's why To me, in my opinion, just solely my opinion here, I think this is a compromise between John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. I think this, hey, if you want to keep Shane on after the year that we just saw, Shane's internship last year went terribly. So if you want to give him the job and trust your guy and promote within, then I'm going to need you to add somebody in kind of a consultation role to oversee the defense. You and Shane, Mike Vrabel and Shane Bowen, and I'm speaking as John Robinson, neither of you guys have any positive results to point to when you're running a defense. So I want someone to come in who reports to me and I can talk to about what we're seeing on the defense that has much more experience and actually has some success, has some pelts on the wall during their time in the NFL. So to me, this is a compromise. Hey, Mike, you can hire and promote Shane Bowen, but if you're going to do that, then we have to hire some sort of Yoda type guy to oversee the defense as well. So I like the move. I like having that experience, wealth of knowledge in the room because Mike Vrabel and Shane Bowen just haven't shown me a lot running a defense. So I like the move overall. But what I do wonder is if it is a compromise between John Robinson and Mike Vrabel as I've outlined, then are Mike Vrabel, who is obviously a strong personality, and Jim Schwartz, who it's well documented that he is a strong personality in a locker room and within a coaching staff, Are they going to butt heads at all? Are there going to be any problems there? That's just something that I want to keep my eye on. Will we ever even know if there are problems? Who knows? We'll have to monitor the activity there. But either way, it makes sense that the Titans would do this. But I don't know if it's Mike Vrabel fully on board or if it's a request that John Robinson has made to kind of balance out the shape.
Shane Bowen promotion. So something to watch going forward. Before we go forward in the show and dive into our draft analysis of the tight end position, do want to tell you guys about the title sponsor, rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business. Been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Their catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and easily choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you ever spend twice as much for the same parts and have to go to a chain store where they might not even have the part you need in inventory. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and make sure that you write locked on in the how did you hear about us box right underneath your shipping information so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Time to continue the Locked on Titans NFL Draft Preview, and we are going to dive into the tight end position today. Now, before we do that, I want to remind you guys about the Locked on Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all of the biggest sports news you need every single morning in under 20 minutes. It's basically like having the sports section read to you. It is the perfect complement to the Locked on Titans podcast to fill your morning commute. Make sure that you follow the Locked on Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So guys, want to do something a little different with the tight end position. I've basically picked out every tight end in the draft that I think the Titans should even consider. Anybody that should get drafted later than the guys that I have picked out here, the Titans shouldn't even draft. They should be looking for them as a, a priority undrafted free agent or just going with the other guys at the tight end position that they already have. So right now, the Titans have five tight ends on the roster. They've re-signed Anthony Ferkser and they've re-signed Jeff Swaim, who I think will be the two quote-unquote starting tight ends for the Titans, both playing different roles this year. But they also have brought back Parker Hesse, who spent time on the practice squad, Tommy Hudson, who spent time on the practice squad. And they brought in another prospect here, Jared Pinckney from Vanderbilt. So a local guy, at least in college, played locally. Very intriguing skill set, kind of a poor man's Jonu Smith. And I'm not saying that he could potentially fill that role, but to me, I'm more interested in Jared Pinckney as a prospect than I am any of the tight ends that I have quote-unquote ranked lower than the ones that we will talk about today. So keep that in mind, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out with the tight ends that I think the Titans could take in the top 100 or should take in the top 100. Some of these guys may get taken before but in my mind, the Titans shouldn't use any of their draft capital prior to where I have the pick slotted. So I'll go over that as well. The number one tight end on the board, don't really have to spend a lot of time here. It's well documented, this guy's skill set, and that's Kyle Pitts. An absolute freak coming out of Florida, six foot five, 235 pounds, a glorified wide receiver who did show some ability to play in line in Dan Mullen's system at Florida. He's obviously got to improve his strength, got to improve 
improve his blocking, but you're not drafting a guy like Kyle Pitts because of his blocking. He is a matchup nightmare. He has an incredible catch radius, incredible body control to go up and get it. He's going to be a red zone threat every single time you get into the red zone. He's a guy who can win against man coverage, over the middle against linebackers. He can get lined up one-on-one against cornerbacks. He can be ISO'd out of the formation by himself against a cornerback and win against man coverage. He's just got it all. He might be a generational talent, quite frankly, a souped-up version of Darren Waller. And he's not going to be available for the Titans at pick 22, but here's what I will say. If for any reason, and I don't project this, if for any reason Kyle Pitts were to fall outside the top 10, like to pick 11 to the New York Giants, the Titans need to get on the phone and consider trading up. Generational talents like that don't fall outside of the top top 10. And if for some reason that happens with Pitts, the Titans absolutely have to give up what they have to give up to go get him. He would fit perfectly in the Titan system and the way Todd Downing used Jared Cook Jr. during his time as offensive coordinator in Oakland with the Raiders. I think that Kyle Pitts would just be that on steroids. It would be incredible, and that's exactly what the Titans need to diversify this offense, to have a stud across from A.J. Brown who can win in matchups. Like I said, they can isolate him, so I don't foresee that happening, but I'm putting it on record that if the the guy falls to 11, the Titans have to jump on that. The next tight end that we're going to talk about, I don't think the Titans should take this tight end, but if he falls to pick number 85, the Titans' first pick in the third round, then they have to consider it. But I would not take this player with pick 53. If the Titans were to trade down for any reason and acquire a pick between 53 and 85, then I would be okay with taking this player at that pick, but not prior to 85 with what the Titans currently have. And that's Pat Fryermuth coming out of Penn State. Now, he got the nickname Baby Gronk. So we will start from there when describing his game. I don't really see the the Gronk comparison there, but just to give you an idea to start from. He's six foot five, 250 pounds. So he's got great size for the tight end position, ideal size. He's a very strong guy. He's got decent athleticism too for that size. You would think he's a big bulky athlete, but he's not. He's got great hands too. That's something that's very important. I wrote down tremendous want to. So he's not the best blocker in the world. There are better block. There's a better blocker here on my list that we'll talk about today, but he's a very solid blocker and he wants to block. He wants to do his job. And with that in mind, you can work on the fundamentals that he needs to work with. You can work on the hand placement. You can work on the footwork and make him a better blocker through the technicalities of blocking. But what's more important to me about blocking is the effort and the want to, and he's got that and he's strong enough and he'll get stronger in an NFL program so that he can become an even better blocker. And that's why he's probably the second ranked tight end on most boards. Now he doesn't have elite traits and that's why I don't see the Gronkowski comparison. He doesn't have the explosive athleticism, the change of direction that Gronkowski had earlier in his career, and he doesn't quite have that explosive strength and power either. But I get why people would say Baby Gronk, he is kind of a watered-down version of that. But Fryermuth, I do think, is going to be a starting tight end in the NFL for quite some time. So with that in mind, I would take him anywhere past 53 if the Titans get a pick before 85. He probably won't be on the board at 85 but if he is, the Titans do have to consider him there. And then the last guy I'm going to talk about in this section to round out my top three is Brevin Jordan from Miami. And I would only take Brevin Jordan at pick 100. I don't think that he would be worthy of the selection at 85. And here's why. 
He's six foot two and a half, 247 pounds. Get some comparisons to Jonu Smith at times, but I think he's a more fluid athlete. He's got more fluid hips than Jonu Smith, but he brings similar yards after catch ability. He is a yards after catch dynamo, one of the best in the country at the tight end position in yards after catch yardage. He gives great effort too. He's not somebody who only plays when he's getting the ball or doesn't want to block. He wants to block. He runs his routes hard when he gets the ball in his hands. He runs really hard. He tries to finish every play and be the most physical guy when you're getting in an engagement. So I like that about him. He played a ton in the slot. A ton. So that could help the Titans offense add some diversity there as they lost Adam Humphreys and haven't really replaced the slot wide receiver position. A guy like him and Ferkser could be slot receivers if you have, you know, two wide outs on either side. So I like that potential with Brevin Jordan. Now, He needs to add some strength. He's not a a, a very powerful guy out on the field. He's not going to give you anything in line, really. He can develop that. I think he could develop that part of his game, but in college, he didn't really show you a lot in line. Um, He tips his route sometimes. He's not the cleanest route runner, the most polished route runner. He needs to do a better job of not giving away what route he's running early on, but he's trying to get up to speed and use that athleticism. And the Titans' offensive system creates separation. So to me, he doesn't have to be the most polished route runner early on right when he's drafted because the Titans system creates separation is going to help him get that. And that's what the Titans offense did for John U. Smith, who's not a very polished route runner to this day. To the, to this day, he's not a very polished route runner. So to me, that's why I see the similarities there with Brevin Jordan and John U. Smith. But I think that Brevin Jordan gives you a little bit more polish in route running, and he may not be as strong of an inline blocker as John U. Smith was early on, but John U. wasn't perfect and developed that. And I think the Titans have the coaching staff to develop that in Brevin Jordan. So at pick 100, I would consider Jordan there. But that's going to do it for the first group of tight ends. Next, we are going to get into the guys who will be uh, around later in the draft. And quite honestly, I could see the Titans taking a tight end anywhere from the third round all the way to the seventh round. So I'm going to talk about these guys who will be available for the Titans later in the draft. Before we do, want to remind you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to place any bet on all the sports action. Football is over, but NBA NHL, MLB, all in full swing. They got award shows, TV shows, and reality TV that you can bet on as well. Make sure that you head to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up for free today. Use promo code Locked On, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It is time to continue breaking down the tight end group for the Locked on Titans 2021 NFL Draft Preview. Just went through my three top prospects who the Titans should consider drafting somewhere in the top 100. We are going to get into the secondary group where I think the Titans could have options from the fourth round and later. And speaking of the NFL Draft, the draft is just weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked on NFL Draft duo the draft dudes podcast watches every prospect so you don't have to and the locked on nfl draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast follow the locked on nfl draft podcast on the odyssey app or 
wherever you get your podcast. So for me, the remaining prospects will go fourth round or later. So at pick 126, which is the Titans' fourth round pick, the fifth pick they'll have in this draft. So imagine they get their top four needs with their first four picks, offensive tackle, wide receiver, cornerback, and edge rusher. Then they have the liberty to kind of start filling some depth holes in the roster. And if either of these tight ends are available, I do think the Titans would need to consider them. Number one, someone who I know is quite popular on Titans Twitter, and that is tight end Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. Tremble is six foot three, 241 pounds, and this guy is a blocking savant. So he's a rocked up athlete. His body is completely filled out already. He's about as strong and as athletic as he is going to get. Very athletic guy. Very quick. Very agile. He displays that though, mostly through his blocking. He's a guy who can be a lead blocker coming through a hole. Think about coming from one side of the formation on shotgun and him kind of pulling around to the other side. He could be a lead blocker on a jet sweep. Uh, He could be a great inline blocker. He can be a move tight end where he's kind of a wing back, uh, an H-back tight end as well. So he can kind of do it all from a blocking standpoint because he's incredibly athletic. He plays incredibly hard. He's incredibly strong. Like I said, his physique is basically completely filled out. And he also has tremendous character. He's a guy who was very well-liked at Notre Dame, someone who plays very hard and is a very humble guy off the field as well. But here's the problem with Tremble. You're doing a full-on projection for him as a pass catcher at the next level. He only had 35 targets in his time at Notre Dame or 35 catches in his time at Notre Dame. They just didn't throw him the ball. They threw the freshman tight end the ball more when he was a senior. So that makes you wonder, why did the coaching staff avoid giving him the ball so much? Because he looks like he would have tremendous yards after catchability. He looks like he has okay hands. He does have a little bit of a drops problem at times. Uh, Doesn't have a ton of experience running routes because of that, so we don't really know what he's going to be as a route runner. A very underdeveloped and raw player as a pass catcher. Can you take that risk in the NFL when the name of the game is catching the ball and you have to have tight ends who can get out there and threaten linebackers and threaten safeties? Can you have a guy who is just primarily a blocker? Can he be more than just like a fullback, H-back, number two, number three tight end? I don't know. I don't know. I am not very high on Tommy Tremble and his ability to project as a pass catcher. Love what he does as a blocker, but I've done this before. If the number one quality that a guy has is he's a blocker and he's not an offensive lineman, I have my concerns. So 126, I wouldn't go there, but I wouldn't be completely upset with the Titans if that's what they did. The next guy I'm higher on, and that's Hunter Long from Boston College. Ideal size for a tight end, six foot five. 250 pounds, and I personally, I saw this comparison, but it's something that I was already thinking when I was watching Hunter Long. He's got a lot of Austin Hooper to his game. He's got ideal size, as I said. He's got pretty good straight line speed, really good IQ as well. You can tell that he understands route concepts. He understands how the route concept is supposed to defeat what coverage the defense is running he could sit down in holes in the zone he knows how to kind of uh, sell his route a little bit although he does need to get better at that he's an okay blocker he's somebody who can play inline tight end though he has experience doing that he needs to improve a little bit with his blocking but everybody does from the college level up to the pro level except 
Tommy Tremble, but you're sacrificing so much as a pass catcher. You're not doing that with Hunter Long. It's a good blend. He's kind of uh, an all-around tight end, and I really like that for what the Titans could use. He could be a perfect bridge between a Ferkser and a Jeff Swaim, and that would fill in pretty nicely. Now, he's not explosive. A difference between him and Fryermuth, they're very similar players, but Fryermuth is a bit more explosive of an athlete, although I wouldn't categorize him as explosive. He's just more explosive than Hunter Long. Hunter Long does need to get better with his burst and his route running, breaking out of his cuts, breaking out of the stem of his route. Can he improve upon that at this point? I don't know. And he's not really yards after catch threat. That's something that the Titans would be looking for. So maybe the fit is questionable there. And that's why I say I could see the Titans picking him at 126, but I wouldn't take him any earlier than that fourth round pick. Now, later than that, these are guys the Titans are just taking a dart throw at. And I like Trey McKitty. Played at Florida State early on, then transferred to Georgia. Uh, six foot four, 246 pounds. He's an agile guy. I like him. Uh, you know, his ability to kind of wiggle, uh, get in and out of his breaks when his, in his route running. He's got really good hands, in my opinion. I like what I see there. He's an improved blocker. It's something at Florida State earlier in his career that people questioned, but he moved on to Georgia and I thought he got a lot better and a lot more willing in his blocking. And he's got a really nice frame. He's another guy who doesn't need to add size, who doesn't need to add strength. He's already got an NFL quality physique. Now, I said that he's got good change of direction in his routes, but he needs to get better with the nuances of route running. He doesn't really sell his routes. He doesn't use feints and kind of, you know, fake his body one way to get ready and go the other way. So he doesn't necessarily tip his routes like we talked about with Brevin Jordan, but he doesn't do as good of a job with selling his routes as you want to see. He's not a very explosive athlete either. He's got good straight line speed, but he's not somebody who's got explosive change of direction while he does have adequate change of direction. Doesn't have very good acceleration off the line of scrimmage as well. So again, that's that explosive nature of athleticism that he doesn't really have. Quite honestly, I see Trey McKitty as a Michael Pruitt, maybe a better version of Michael Pruitt. So maybe that would interest the Titans. Like I said, it for me, it would have to be later then the fourth round, we're talking 166 in the fifth round. That may be too high for me. I'm looking sixth round pick, 205, 215. That's where I would look at a guy like Trey McKitty. Obviously, if he's there at 232 in the seventh round, I would consider it. And then a guy who I would only consider in the seventh round or maybe at 215 with the Titans' second sixth round pick is uh, Kenny Yaboya. Uh, played at Temple early on in his career. Transferred to Ole Miss to get more of a look and to get more reps as a tradition tight end. He's a really good route runner and he plays with a lot of physicality, but he doesn't have great size. He's only six foot three, 250 pounds. And for a guy who's smaller as a tight end, doesn't really have the athleticism of guys who we talked about earlier, like a Tommy Tremble, like a Brevin Jordan. For a guy who is going to be that size, you would like to see a little more burst, a little more athleticism. So that is a knock on him. And he plays with physicality, but he's not really strong enough to be an every down inline tight end. Yaboya is going to be somebody who can uh, isolate outside of the formation, play some slot, kind of a watered down version of Brevin Jordan like we talked about without the explosion 
version without the speed. So for me, Kenny Yaboya, I would consider him, but only in the, the second sixth round pick or the seventh round or later. Any other tight end prospect you're going to talk about or hear about, I would not consider for the Titans in the draft. I would look at them as an undrafted free agent. So again, tomorrow we are going to spend the entire day barring some crazy breaking news for the Titans. We are going to spend the entire day talking about the wide receiver position, and I'm very excited to dive into one of the biggest positions of need for the Titans in the draft. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.